Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We are back right here with the Hayden Coker Show. Thank you so much for joining. We've got a big show today, breaking down the five main conferences and the winners. All right, so first off, I'm going to go ahead and start with the Pac-12 because I know the Pac-12 is very interesting to a lot of people. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. It, it's it's the South. Some uh, A lot of people I don't know, uh, or a lot of people I do know, don't care about the Pac-12 or what happens. They just care about, oh, as long as Alabama wins, as they say, I'm good, man. You know, but, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm, I'm joking, obviously. Um, but, yeah, the Pac-12 is very interesting this year. You've got several teams who can win it. Uh, USC is one of those teams. You have Washington, who is one of those teams. Oregon is one of those teams. Utah is one of those teams. So, it, it gets interesting because this is a this is a conference that's not talked about when it comes to the depth of it. Um, Washington is one of the better teams in the conference, and it, it's it's one of those teams to where it's I I can pick Utah, but then I have to or excuse me not Utah I can pick USC, but then I look at that game uh, right at the middle of the season toward the end of the season against uh, against U, against Washington for USC, and my mind just starts to thinking. So Washington will play USC on November the fourth. Uh, that's the, the the ninth game of the season. This is going to be a fun one, or eighth game of the season. This is going to be a fun one. Um, possibly, very well could be uh, the Pac-12 championship game because the Pac-12 has officially done away with divisions. Now it is just it's just the the teams all lined up in one. So I I, I think that Washington has a legit shot at winning the Pac-12 this year. Now, do they is the question. Now, USC is going to be good. USC was good last year. They don't lose much production on the defensive side of the ball, even though that, that on that side of the ball was not great. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, you do lose Jordan Addison. Uh, you lose him to the NFL. He's playing for the Vikings now, and for everybody who wants to know. And apparently was caught drive, driving 130 miles per hour because of a – because because of an emergency with his dog, so now how much is that? How much of that is believable? I I don't know. Uh, that's not my issue. Now I'll take his word for it. But still, eighty over the speed limit is kind of ridiculous. But anyways, back to uh, more more of the story. Washington versus USC very well could be the game that decides the Pac-12. And I'm not just saying that because I I don't think there's a Pac-12 championship game. There will be a Pac-12 championship game, but if Washington, say Washington knocks USC out of it, if, if one of the two of them has one loss already and they drop the two losses, well, that just might kick them out of that one spot that would that would face Washington in the Pac-12 championship game. Now, this is this is me speculating here, so hang with me. But this offensive this team offensively is going to be explosive, guys. Like so explosive. And I don't know if there's going to be a defense to stop it because, look, now Washington's defense is going to be better than USC's. USC's defense is going to be very bad. Um, that is why I'm leaning toward Washington on winning the Pac-12. Now, hang with me. Bear with me. And some people say it sounds far-fetched. Maybe it does to you. But but just, just listen. So, Washington is going to have one of the best offenses in football this year. Like it or not, sorry. Um, Kalen DeBoer is one of the be- one of the better coaches in college football right now. 
fantastic offensive mind. Fantastic offensive mind. He turned you when you turn down an opportunity to come to Alabama to stay with Washington. You, you're not just doing that because you're not in play for some kind of uh, for for a conference championship. You look at this year and look at why Kalen DeBoer turned down that uh, that offer from Alabama. He, he came down. He visited. But Kalen DeBoer was like, no, no. I, you know what? I'm at Washington. I'm at Washington, and we've got something building up here. So, to me, this Washington team is Washington team is going to go far, and that is why I truly believe that they're going to win the Pac-12 championship this year. Now, I flip back and forth. I'm so bad at that. I flip back and forth and back and forth, and my mind changes. Earlier in the year, it was oh USC is going to win the going to win the Pac-12, and then go to the then go to the college football playoff. Now I've spoken otherwise. <laughs> so my mind changes and it and it just keeps on thinking. Now from so so a month from now it could be different. But for now and for the past week, uh after after last week's uh episode of the podcast, it has changed and it has been, hey, you know what, Washington's gonna do this. Guys, USC is not gonna have any, anything defensively. Now offensively they're gonna be there. They're gonna be they're going to be on point. All right, now you do lose Jordan Addison, so that does put some worry in some of the Trojans' eyes. Fear not, my friends, because this is still going to be an explosive offense from you. Caleb Williams is your quarterback, all right? Lincoln Riley is going to be your offensive or your head coach. One of the best offensive minds in the game, by the way. So don't don't think that don't think that this USC team is just going away. No, that's not the case. I think that USC is probably going to finish second in the Pac-12 this year, right behind Washington. But the Huskies, the offense, you're, you're going to have probably going to have two first-round picks in the uh, NFL draft next year at wide receiver. You're going to have McMillan, and you're going to have a doozy. So, or however you say that, I apologize, apologize if I butchered his name. But my point is, is that this is, this is a team, this Washington team is going to be – Miles better than they were last year, in in my humble opinion, I think they're going to be better than last year. Look, you bring back Michael Penix, you you get Dylan Johnson in from the transfer portal from Mississippi State. You have the two top wide receivers in McMillan and Odunzi, or Oduzi. and then you also bring back some of your de- defensive players. And guys, look, once you have uh, experience on the defensive side of the ball, you you have it. it it's not going to hurt you in any way. Um, I don't. I don't think that obviously defense can get worse depending on the defensive coordinator over a year, but this team didn't this didn't cha- didn't change uh, defensive coordinators. So, like I said, it, this Washington team they're my Pac-12 winners. I'm gonna leave that there and I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna go to the Big Ten. So now Big Ten ball. All right, there's a there's discussion. You know maybe. Uh, Ohio State's going to be better than they were last year. It, uh, maybe I, I don't see that happening. You lose C.J. Stroud. Uh, you lose Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, two of your your best offensive players. C.J. Stroud was the absolute the absolute deal breaker when it came to hey, you know, is this offense is this Ohio State team going to be better this year offensively? It, it, it's it's just not happening without C.J. Stroud, and you you also lose Jackson Smith and Jigba. I, I get you have the uh, the wide receivers this year who are going to be fantastic. By the way, Marvin Harrison Jr. leading the way. Uh, also, pro- probably going to have a very uh, another very good uh, wide receiver as well. Possible possible top ten, uh, possibly possible top ten 
throughout the whole year uh, when it comes to wide receivers. And I'm sitting there, I'm talking with my hands, my hands are going back and forth. But um, th- this Ohio State team is not going to be as good as they were last year. Uh, you, you lose, you lose a quarterback position. That really hurts you. I'm sorry, but if you're an Ohio State fan, come for me. Tell me why I am wrong. But you're just not going to be as good as you were last year at the quarterback position. Okay. Now, when it comes to wide receivers, I think you're going to be fine. Okay. You're running back. You're running back position. You're going to be fine. Who is throwing the ball though? Okay. Who is throwing the ball? Now, we we know we know who we're bringing in at quarterback. And defensively, I think you're going to be good. You bring back some of the uh, your some of your key players. One of one of my all-time favorite defensive player names, Steel Chambers. Gosh, that has got to be put on a yeah, that's got to be put put on a billboard somewhere. Steel Chambers. He's got to have an NIL deal with some steel company because, because I it, it's just a great name. But anyways, um, this Ohio State team is going to be interesting because. You don't necessarily know how the quarterback is going to play. Now, the quarterback position has question marks. That might be the only uh, position on the offensive side of the ball that has question marks. Okay. Now, I say that, and don't don't take it or just take it with a grain of salt because it's not it's not as big of a of a problem as I'm making it out to be right now. Which which it's not, and I'm not trying to make it uh, out to be a big problem, but um. It's it's something to look at. Now, I'm not saying this is going to be a train wreck of a season for Ohio State. Kyle McCord, I do believe, is going to be a pretty decent quarterback. Uh, not not at best. I think that's his low end. I think he could be elite at some point. This guy was a, this, this guy was a five-star quarterback coming out of uh, 2021, uh, in the 21, 2021 class. So I'm not saying that this is going to be a down year uh, for Ohio State at all. I think that they're still going to be competing for a Big Ten championship, but I don't think they win it. Now, you look at the Big Ten West. You have the Wisconsin Badgers who are uprising. And in my in my opinion, I believe they're going to win the Big Ten West. Now, when they win the Big Ten West, are they going to come out and are they going to they going to give it to Michigan? Uh, no, I'm sorry. But you're not going to do it uh, because Wisconsin needs a year, I do believe. I think Wisconsin is going to be good this year. They're going to be much improved, but they're not going to get the job done. I think that Michigan is going to win. Uh, the Big Ten championship this year. Uh, you you look at the the offensive the, on the offensive side of the ball, guys. With the quarterback and running back position, you're you're stacked. You've got JJ McCarthy now. JJ McCarthy does need to work on his deep ball. That is something that I want to see him work on in the off season. I do think he can improve on it. I just think he needs to be a bit more calm and not you know get ahead of himself. You know he I I think that JJ McCarthy gets a little too excited uh, whenever he sees a guy downfield that's open. And, or that has a shot at making a play, and that's where I feel like that comes into play. I, th- I feel like that he he really gets too excited, and his emotions take over, and he's you know he's running on adrenaline at that point. But um, I think he can he can fix that. I think he just needs to uh, kind of calm down a little bit. Um, then you have Blake Corum. Uh, Blake Corum is going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, by the way, you have the best running back room in college football right now. I will go ahead and say that. Now Blake Corum literally could have won the Heisman Trophy this past year. I would just like for everybody to know that. Yeah, little voice crack there. But this running back room could literally do so much for this team offensively. Look at the past two years, guys. You, you had uh, two years ago, you had Asan Haskins and Blake Corrin back in Haskins up. And this this running back core was freaking amazing, dude. Hassan uh, Haskins is not talked about enough, but he single-handedly carried that 
that, that Michigan Wolverines team to a win against Ohio State back in uh, 2021. It now I get the offensive line really really matters as well. I'm not saying not taking anything away from them, but Hassan Haskins had five total touchdowns in this game alone, and I I, I believe they scored six touchdowns the entire game. So it it just people need to realize that this is one of the better running back uh, tandems in the league by far, and that that they are going to do so much for this Michigan team offensively now. I have a bunch of question marks surrounding the wide receiver core and what all they're going to be able to do. Um, now, Roman Wilson last year was fantastic. Now, I want to see some of that wide receiver crew uh, from last year really bring it in this year and be like, hey, you know what? Let's do it. Let's step up. Let's let's make our quarterback look good, all right? Now, J.J. McCarthy, obviously, good quarterback. I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a great quarterback. But the one thing that Michigan lacks that – the majority of some of the other elite teams in the country have is an elite wide receiver. I mean, what did you have last? You had uh, Roman Wilson. I mean, and the two years before, Roman Wilson. I'm not saying that these guys aren't great, but to me it just comes down to having an elite wide receiver and somebody that you can really rely on all the time if you're J.J. McCarthy. Now, I get that you're also going to have Roman Wilson again this year. He's coming back. He's a senior. This will be his last year. It feels like he's been in the been in college football forever. Um, but I just want somebody to step up and say, "Hey, you know what? This wide receiver crew isn't what it needs to be." All right, so let's make it what it needs to be. Let's be. So, let's have an, one of the most elite wide receiver courses. Just just somebody to step up and say, "Hey, you know what? Let's take this. Let's take this to another level." And years past, we haven't been as great, and we still aren't the best. But you know what? We can get better, and you need to because I feel like J.J. McCarthy, if he's going to be the best quarterback in the Big Ten, if he's going to be the best quarterback in the country, if he's going to be uh, a top-five quarterback in the country, then he needs somebody reliable to throw it to. And that's just that. Um, I do think Michigan wins the wide, uh, the wide receiver. I, I feel like that Michigan wins the Big Ten this year, and – more than likely solidifies a playoff spot because I feel like they're going to go undefeated, so they will solidify a playoff spot. Now, this throws a wrench in it because, you know, what if Washington, say Washington loses one game. Say Washington loses one game, all right? Are they going to take a one-loss Washington team, the college football playoff committee, or are they going to take a two-loss SEC team this year? Because let's let's all be honest with ourselves. Georgia's going to make the playoffs, okay? Now, is Alabama... Or LSU gonna be right behind them, because they could be. And in, in all honesty, this could be another situation where we have a two-loss SEC team finding their way into the playoffs and squeaking one out. Now, that's where it gets interesting. Now, I want to shift my focus over to the ACC. And buddy, let me just tell you, it is going to get interesting in the SEC this year because now, look, the defensive line is going to need some help. Okay. Although, you do bring in five-star Peter Woods from literally right down the road, about an hour and 10, hour, 15 minutes. Uh, Peter Peter Woods, he comes in from Thompson. He's going to be great, okay? He is he is he has a lot of hype around him this year, so don't don't be surprised if it gets to him, but he is going to be good this year. Uh, you also lose uh, Brees, uh, I, was that how his, I can't remember if that's how his name was pronounced last year, or not, um, but you lose him. You also lose some guys to the transfer portal. In total, you lost twelve people. Uh, you lost twelve players to the tra- transfer portal last year. Now that is something crazy because, or 
that is something crazy because not a lot of teams lost above 10. Well, a, a good bit of them did, but not of this magnitude. Clemson, on the other hand, should not be losing these players, these commits. But, but because these guys aren't finding field time, they want to transfer out and take that easy road uh, because they, whether they don't want to put in the work or, you know, and, and a lot of the times you just – a lot of times it's hard because players want to, you know, you want to see field time because you don't have a long college career. Let's be completely honest, okay? Unless you're Stetson Bennett or that uh, wide receiver that was from Oregon that transferred uh, that transferred a few years ago and is on like his eighth year now. But um, that's besides the point. Um, now, I want to bring it back. And now I've really gotten wrapped up in a lot of this other kind of talk. But I want to bring it back. Now, this Clemson defense, the defensive line is going to need some help. Peter Wood steps in. Uh, you're going to have Carter step in on the defensive side of the ball uh, at linebacker position. He's going to be good as well. Uh, you have Will Shipley on the offensive side of the ball at running back. He's going to be good, all right? He's a sophomore last year. He was one of the only players uh, to put up over 1,000 rushing yards, or 1,000 rushing yards, uh, 200 uh, receiving yards, and 300 kickoff yards. So, He's good. Will, Will Shipley is going to be fine. It, you're going to be fine at the running back position. Now, Cade Klubnick, can he, does he have what it takes to take that next step as a quarterback and what Clemson really expects him to be? Because, guys, I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. Since Trevor Lawrence left a few years ago, it has not been, a, been the same at the quarterback position for Clemson. Okay? Now, I want to see him take the next step. I want to see him really turn into that that dog that that uh, Trevor Lawrence was. And that, that I feel like Clay, Cade, Cub, Cade Klubnick, wow, I feel like that Cade Klubnick could be. Uh, that is a name that I have trouble pronouncing all the time. Um, but I feel like that he could he could really be special. Uh, he's just he's just gotta he's just gotta lock in, man. Uh, you look at last year, did not play well. Uh, he he got a, he got he got a little bit of the case of the uh, the uh, what do they call it? Um, Anxiety for quarterbacks that uh, I can't think of it right off my head. Um, they talk about all the time. Now, I can't remember the name of it, but if you focus in and you look at Cade Klubnick's play from last year, you know exactly what he needs to do. You think he needs to settle down, just be a little more accurate with his passes because, let's be honest, he wasn't the most accurate passer in the world last year. You come in and you replace DJ uh, Uyangalele last year for a certain amount of time, and you do good. But how good do you, you know? It wasn't, it was not great. You know, Clemson averaged 230 yards passing a game last year, and that is not what Clemson is all about. Clemson is a team that, that, that they're passing for 270, 280 to 300 yards per game a few years ago with Trevor Lawrence. Um, now I'm not taking, I'm not discounting this team away, but they are just not what they used to be, and Dabo Sweeney knows that, and. I, I love Clemson, by the way. I will go ahead and say that. Got a dear friend that coaches up there, uh, John Gross. We miss you down here in the south, uh, or in the southern part of the south. <laughs> Keep on going down, and we're there. Uh, but we miss you here. But and I think he's doing well up there. He's going. He is doing good up there. Now I want to see that offense really click. You know, start putting up the the thirty, the thirty five points per game like you were a few years ago. That can happen. All right, you have Brent Venables leaving. Defensive-minded coach who left for none other than the Boomer Sooners. <laughs> the Sooners he left for the Sooners uh, last year. Uh, did not have a great year. Then you had Tony Elliott, who was your offensive coordinator from a few years ago, who left and went to Virginia. So, 
Oh, man, it's just you you lose those two coaches, and those are two great coordinators, by the way. Nothing taken away from them, but it's just not really working out, or it doesn't look like it's working out uh, as for them as head coaches. Now, maybe that can change. Obviously, it was just one year. Tony Elliott, Tony Elliott had a terrible year <laughs> with Virginia, but I, I want to see if uh, Brent Venables can do better this year with Oklahoma. But anyways, I'm getting sidetracked again. Uh, I think Clemson is going to win the, the, uh, the ACC this year. And I think they possibly, possibly make a push for the college football playoff. Now we'll see how it goes during the middle of the season. Playing Florida State, that one's going to be a tough one. Playing Notre Dame, that one's going to be a tough one. Marcus Freeman is going to have this team full, uh, loaded this year, but Notre Dame also lacks a quarterback. So that's going to be an issue. Anyways, uh, but jumping to my next conference, and we jump to the SEC, and I have already made predictions on who I think this is going to be, and – it stayed the same. So there's not too much to talk about. Georgia is going to win the SEC East once again. In my opinion, they're, they're just so good, man. They're so good. And they're so good all around. It You have Brock Bowers at tight end who is just absolutely phenomenal. We're going to see if – we're going to see if – we're going to get to witness more history this year. You had Darnell Washington go to the NFL last year. And then you also have another quarterback – or not quarterback. You also have another tight end this year. Who is going to be good? You got Lawson Lucky, who is going to be good within the next few years, guys, if not this year. Now, I know he's not going to be the starting tight end because you have Brock Bowers playing and starting right off the bat. Brock Bowers is the best tight end in college football and will go into the NFL next year as a first-round pick. So, not this year for, for, for Lawson Lucky, but within the next few years, next year, the year after, he could be very good. Um, now the thing with Brock Bowers is he can be utilized in many different ways. You you can you can put Brock Bowers in a position to catch a screen pass and he'll take it twenty to twenty five yards or possibly even further. You can do so many things with Brock Bowers and he's so uh, he's so versatile. It's not even funny. I mean, you can like I said earlier, you can literally do anything with Brock Bowers. You want to line him up in the in the slot, he can do it. So, he, he he's something special, but focusing more on Georgia. Uh, Georgia, they're going to be good. They're going to be good defensively. They're bring, they You lose some uh, defensive talent, guess what? You're bringing it right back, okay? You've got Javon Bullard, okay? He's going to be fantastic. Look at last year and what he did in the college football playoffs. The dude can literally play anywhere. Line him up at linebacker. Line him up at corner. Line him up at safety. Dude, he is good. People don't realize that. That's why they have the nickelback for people who, for the players in the secondary who can literally play anything. I'm not talking about defensive line. Now, that's a different story, but they can literally play anything. Now, you also have Jalen Walker, who now he's projected to finish all SEC third team, but he has so much that he can improve on. And with the system that he's in, odds are that he's going to be able to do it. Um, now, coming in uh, on the other side of the ball you, uh, on offense, you have Carson Beck and you also have Brock Vandergriff. And people are saying that there's going to be a battle there. Now, that is a possibility. And I don't think they've named a starting quarterback yet, but it's looking more and more and more like Carson Beck. Now, Beck has played uh, good throughout spring ball. He had a fantastic uh, uh, few drives during the spring game. So that just leads me to believe that it is going to be Carson Beck who is given the range of this offense come August and into September. 
Now, at the wide receiver position, you you lose A.D. Mitchell. Now, that is a big loss for them because A.D. Mitchell really did some things in the college football playoff last year that helped them out a lot. Just look at the just look at what he was able to do during the college football playoff semifinal game. And then also in the college football playoff. Now, granted, that was a 65-7 Georgia win, so it's not like too much of that mattered. But anyways, let's not like lose sight of what it actually is um, and what I'm actually talking about here. Georgia is going to win the SEC championship this year and possibly go and three-peat the whole thing and win a national championship. So that would be no surprise to me. Um, now, the only thing about it is is that I do not remember the last time somebody three-peated. So it has been a while. It was in, back in the 1900s the last time somebody three-peated. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see how Georgia does this year, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure about their I'm not like about the three peat I'm not entirely sure about it yet that's why I haven't necessarily uh chosen a national champion yet but I would definitely say that they are on the uh upper echelon of things and the favorite to win it in my opinion of course but uh you know we'll we'll, we'll see within the coming uh the coming weeks and months of, of course but now moving on to the big 12 you have Two teams that couldn't win it. You have Texas. You have Oklahoma. You have Texas Tech. You have the four new teams joining. You have UCF. You also have Cincinnati. Then you also have BYU. It's it's crazy, man. It is crazy. And then Houston as well. So I want to see where where these four now these four teams do not have a chance at winning the Big Twelve. By the way, let me just go ahead and get that get that out of the way. Make that clear. Those are not winning it. Uh, but you look at the teams like Texas, Texas Tech. Yes, Texas Tech has a chance to win the Big Twelve this year. They have a legit shot. You have Oklahoma. You have Kansas State. Uh, you have even Kansas. Some people are making a little noise there. I want to see if it can happen. If it happens, wow! Let me tell you that will make some noise around the college football world because. Heck, it's Kansas, okay? <laughs> so, but anyways, I, I, I'm so, so, so curious about how, or this conference in a whole, this conference altogether is so, so intriguing because Texas, one, you play Alabama week two. Now, that is going to be a huge game because you look at last year playing in Texas. Now, I did not think that game was going to be close. I did not at all. I picked Alabama to win by, I think, three or four touchdowns. And buddy, they they proved me wrong. Um, so, but then you have week three. You have at Wyoming. To me, I think you beat Alabama week two, and then beat Wyoming week three. Now you have at Baylor come week four. Now that's going to be a good game. That's going to be a good one because Baylor is going to be better than they were last year. Okay, last year's Baylor was a fluke. I think that last year's Baylor was not who they think that who or excuse me who they were and Dave Aranda has said that you know last year was kind of a little bit of a uh they struggled a little bit and now this year I think they're really uh they're they got they're having the bullets in the chamber they're going to be firing off I'm not saying that they're going to be uh they're going to win the Big 12 it's a possibility a bunch of these teams are up in the air now so I just want to go ahead and say that but they're not going to be a bad team I'll I'll leave that there uh then you have Kansas Kansas is going to be a good one. You have these three games back to back to back. Baylor, or excuse me, at Baylor versus Kansas. And then you have Oklahoma, the Red River rivalry. That's going to be a good one. And could it be the last year we see that for a few years with them coming to the SEC? I hope not. Because I look forward to watching that game every year. You had a few years ago, you had the the big game where uh, Texas was up huge. 
and then Kyler Murray led an insane comeback, and then Oklahoma ended up winning the game. And uh, uh, th- that was just fantastic. So I hope I don't see the the Red River rivalry go away. But if it does, it'll be okay because you have all these other teams that they're going to be playing in the SEC, and they're gonna have they're gonna keep they're gonna or I say keep they're going to they're going to have three main rivals that they play every year, and I'm hoping. And I'm pretty sure that one of those is going to be Oklahoma. Um, so you get that one. So then you have at Houston. Always a tough one. At Houston. Uh, then versus BYU. Uh, but uh, you lose Clayton Toon. I, I j- I'm just not sure how you're going to do this year. Uh, Houston anyways. So I, I, I think you probably get that one. Uh, then you play BYU at home. You got Kansas State at home. You got TCU at TCU. You got Iowa State at Iowa State. By the way, if you have not been caught up on what's going on with Iowa State right now, uh, you need to to get uh, a little bit intertwined with that because they have some gambling situations going on, and I don't know the full topics of everything. All I know is that a walk-on kicker was uh, came onto the scenes, and then he started betting against his own team. By the way, he's not even 21 yet. He used his mom's account. Respect the hustle. I respect the hustle. You gotta make money somehow, kid. <laughs> but I'm kidding, by the way. Um, and then you have Texas Tech. So the, it's it's a hard schedule for Texas. If they're gonna want to want to win the Big Twelve, they are going to have to play fantastic all year. Because you start off week two, Alabama. Then you then you kind of get a little bit of a break. Maybe not. But you have uh, Wyoming. You have them at home. Then that's when you start to go on the road and you're starting to play some pretty freaking tough teams. Now this isn't the SEC where you get like where you get uh Tulane Southern <laughs> uh before Alabama if you're Auburn or you get Sanford uh right before the your big rivalry game. No, the, the, these teams are firing off pretty much every single week. Now I know Texas does have Rice uh very first week of the game or very very first week of the season. So and then you have Wyoming. But those are not just like straight-up cupcake teams like uh, New Mexico State coming into Auburn or not uh, Mercer coming into Alabama or, heck, even the Citadel coming into Alabama. So that that's what I like about the, about the Big 12 is they keep it competitive every single week. Um, now, I, I, do, I do realize that it can vary from different teams, uh, which cupcake team is coming into the stadium. Uh, you could be Mercer from a few years ago when you played Auburn. It could be Jacksonville State from ten years ago when you played Auburn, or nine years ago. Uh, so it, it can be interesting when it comes to cup t- cupcake teams. But anyways, uh, I think that Texas is going to win the Big Twelve this year. Um, Texas, they have a lot to prove. Now they have got to be on their A game all freaking year. Okay, but uh, that that's it, folks. That's just that. Um, now, I'm going to go back and I'm going to break down my teams. I've got Washington winning the Pac-12. I've got Michigan winning the Big Ten. I've got uh, I've got Clemson winning the ACC. I've got Georgia winning the SEC. And then I have the Texas Longhorns winning the Big 12. And, ladies and gentlemen, that's just that. I picked my, my uh, five main conference champions. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you do, let me know. Bring it back and... Give me your input, and then I will be firing off some content next week as well. Talking some college football, maybe. Talking some Braves baseball, maybe. And by the way, Messi's in the MLS now, for those who want to know. Uh, But 
yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for me this week. I hope to see you guys next week. More than likely, the same time, I will keep you guys updated and keep you posted. Y'all have a great week. This has been Hayden Coker from the Hayden Coker Show. Take care.